As you've seen every weekend, State Farm and football are the perfect match. That's another reason why State Farm agent Guyana Andrews has chosen to sponsor your Bolivar Football post-game recap podcast. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are now joined by the coach of the Bolivar Liberators, coming off a big win last night, beating the undefeated West Plains on the road. They're not undefeated anymore. Win 42-21. to Coach, how you doing? Doing well. We are... Uh... We were talking a little bit before the show as far as that bus ride, two and a half hours down there. And, of course, there's road work through Seymour, so you're you're slow moving on those one lane. Hits one lane pretty quick there with the road work. So we, uh, we're we glad to make it home, uh, glad to come home with a victory. And uh, now we're prepping and, and getting ready for, for district play. That's got to be a more fun bus ride back, though, after a win like that, though, right? Yeah, that was, it, it was a huge win. Uh, our kids played extremely well. We we did not know, you know, what to expect, really. They they had already had the conference locked in with the win. Uh, win or lose against us, we knew, you know, they, they had already won the conference, and they're already a number one seed in their district, and you know, they're having a fantastic year. So didn't know which West Plains team would show up. Uh, you know, we, we had ended their season last year. So we were the last team to beat them. So we knew, you know, maybe we would get a revenge type team. Uh, but they came out and played extremely hard. And our kids played hard. And uh, our ground game continues to, to thrive. Our defense locked down, uh, played extremely well. We, we ended up scoring the, the last 21 points of the game and ran away with it. Yeah, I think there's like a little bit of a rivalry here brewing now. I was looking through Twitter today, looking at some some tweets about Bolivar, and there's a, a West Plains account and a Bolivar account just going at it earlier today. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, definitely definitely turning into a rivalry. We're both, we're both pretty – pretty decent each year and you know now being in the conference I'm sure they're going to look forward to playing us every year as as do we 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 love that game we love getting to play them and uh, you know I've, I've now played in that game four times and we're split two and two uh, the first two years they got us and you know the last two times we've met we've we've fortunately come out on this end so we're we're appreciative and you know our, our kids seem healthy and and that's what we were hoping to come away with and same to them you know two physical teams uh fortunately we both get bye weeks this week so that helps (laughs) i noticed yeah you talked about the the run game working but i did notice in the second quarter you were trying to get the passing game going a little bit i saw a little bit of a trick play it looked like something like you did a little end around with uh i don't know who threw the ball but you did end around sort of handoff and then threw it deep yeah we we tried a trick play on them and um it went right through our tight end's hands, <laughs> but it was close. Uh, we we threw a bomb. If you saw if you saw that play, it was Andrew Bunn. Oh yeah, who uh, was that throwing that? Andrew Bunn. He he's our other running back, number six. He has a cannon, <laughs> and he uh, he slung that thing. And Parker uh, Erickson was the the tight end, and just I mean just barely out of his fingertips. So it was almost a really huge play on fourth down. 
Yeah, it looked like he launched it because I noticed like the camera couldn't even keep up with it. He was moving around. And he just launched it, just flew off the screen. Yeah, he has an incredible arm. He he throws a very good deep ball, and you know he he plays running back and inside linebacker for us. So he he uh, can literally do it all except kick. I asked him one time, I was like, "You think you could punt?" He said, "Coach, God bless me with a lot of things, but that's not one of them." So <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, he's already got the arm. That'd be unfair <laughs> if he had the punting too. Would be fair. Who are some other standout players from last night? Uh, you know, our offensive line as a whole just continues to dominate games. And, and I think that you, you could chalk it up to say we, we won the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, but our skill positions continue to thrive. Bo Boehner had a huge night. Uh, our quarterback threw the ball extremely well, you know, completed several passes to Parker Erickson, our tight end wide receiver, uh, you know, had, had some wide open throws to our other tight end and, we just couldn't connect. Um, you know, it, we're, we're continuing to see Caden to Graffin Reed, you know, that other tight end develop. And he's a big, good-looking guy. Uh, most of the time he catches it, and they couldn't get uh, connected on a couple big ones. Uh, but looking to see that continue to develop. Darren Fugit, you know, five touchdowns on the night. You know, I, I think he made a case for the OC player of the year. Uh, last night, I mean, I went up against the best team in the conference, the champion, and, and to come out with five touchdowns and, oh, my gosh, yards. Yeah, it's not too he, bad. He had a great night. So <laughs> we're we're excited for him. And, and, you know, obviously when he's in the game, we're doing a lot better. He's a two-way starter, plays, plays defense. We actually moved him in the secondary uh, now that we've lost our – Starting free safety, you know, several weeks ago, we had talked about Dylan Dylan Hall uh, tearing his ACL and lost him for the season. So we, we've had to shuffle around, and, you know, Coach Gregory, our D coordinator, has done a really good job of getting, getting athletes in the right spots, and uh, we're continuing to compete, you know, there extremely well. So Bun had a great night on the ground as well, you know, rumbling and bumbling for uh, – I would guess, you know, I, we don't have it statted yet, but I'd say well over 80 yards of rushing and, uh, you know, some big, hard, tough run carries. Uh, but can't say enough about our defense. I mean, we we took the best offense in our conference and and we didn't shut it down completely, but we, we shut it down when we needed it and, and we were able to, to hold them, uh, you know, to a respectable – respectable score there in the fourth quarter and then and then we just kind of ran away with it at the end um it wasn't a it, it was a great game but sometimes you can look at scores and say oh that was a blowout but yeah it's exactly what i was going to say next it's one of those games where when you look at the score it it doesn't show no, how close it was up until was when you guys started going game. off a little bit uh and and as much uh criticism as west plains will get they they played very hard uh, they were, they were tough, you know, by far the best team we've played this year. And I think they would say the same for us. So it, it was two great programs going at it. And we, we were fortunate to come out on this end and we're excited to be vic- victorious on Saturday and, uh, you know, shifting that focus, you know, from a great win. And, you know, I, I keep being told to find joy in the journey and, and, and we're here today enjoying it and, having a great day and having a mental focus uh, day 
I let my assistant coaches have the day off, so they're hopefully at home getting getting a little bit refocused during this dead dead week, as I'm calling it. So um, we're gonna let people refuel and refresh and come back a little tougher uh, as we get ready for practice this week and get ready for a tough. We anticipate a Warrensburg game, but they're they're gonna play Marshall. Uh, you know, sh- should be a great contest and uh, excited to to get to host Warrensburg at Bolivar on November 6th, if, if that's the way it plays out. So if not, we'll see Marshall. We've, we've played Marshall, actually, uh, in our independent stint. So we've not played Warrensburg. Uh, so that'll be a new one for us. Yeah, the bye week's got to help a lot, right? Just get you guys a little bit yeah, healthier. Yeah, as physical as that game was last night, I mean, it, it definitely will help. Uh, you know, just having some time to recoup because they were extremely physical. You know, obviously we're very physical. Uh, so it definitely will help us get healed up in some spots and let our linemen get their legs under them. Uh, they, Yeah, especially imagine with a team that's an offensive team like yours, we run it a lot. That's just a lot of contact every single play. So I imagine with a team like yours, it's even more needed than a team that might yes, pass. Yes, we were, we were fighting to lock in that. We, you know, we knew we probably weren't going to be able to move to the one seed, uh, but we needed we needed that win to lock in a two seed, which would guarantee us a bye. So that was a huge win, you know, just to secure that because Warrensburg was on our heels. They they actually did not play a game last night. So, uh, you know, they've only played seven games this year. So we uh, as we're kind of evaluating their film and looking through their situation um, we definitely, you know, feel like we needed some time to rest up as they got, you know, a week off this past week. How does that work with the seating? Cause I mean, I already don't really understand it. We've talked like touched on it before, but when a team doesn't play as many games and you've played more, how does that work? How do they see? Well, that? it, it can kind of work in your favor, you know, especially, especially if you, uh, are undefeated, let's say. Um, because your point system is only only going to divide by how many games you played. So if your strength of schedule is pretty good and you don't have any losses, you're you're going to have a lot of points. So seating wise, it helps. Uh, you know, but on the flip side, if you if you played a tough schedule and you don't have any wins, uh, it it can have a negative impact. So I. Personally, I, I like that, you know, I think we were fortunate. We got to play all nine games of our regular season. You know, I, we got a conference foe, uh, Parkview, who was informed that, you know, they had some positive tests and they could not play Friday and they actually can't play next Friday. So they're they're done for the year, which is devastating. You know, at, what, what you think about all the hard work the coaches and players have put in. Uh, so we, we feel like we're super fortunate, you know, to be – to be able to have completed all nine games and it was tough. I mean, we had weeks that we had guys quarantined and, you know, guys couldn't play and we had some injuries and, you know, we lost a couple that we thought, you know, we should have won. And we thought last night should have been an Ozark conference championship game. Uh, and we, we treated it like that. We came in, you know, we, we know we can't win it, but that doesn't mean we can't, you know, practice the mindset of winning championships. And, and that's kind of our, our approach. Um, so, you know, I, 
the point system is extremely confusing uh, as far as Misha goes, but it does make sense on the as far as the strength of schedule. You know, you, you could have a team that doesn't win a game, but you know, you get points for your strength of schedule. So if everyone in your uh, schedule is winning, then you get more points. So uh, th- there's a benefit to playing in a tough conference, even if you don't have a lot of wins, because it can still help you get a, a pretty good seed. Talking about that, being able to play your whole schedule and, you know, with the pandemic, there's a lot of uncertainty. Would you have believed at the beginning of the season that you were going to be able to play all nine games? Because you had a couple things come up where you were able to, you didn't have a lot of players, as you said, but it went pretty well for you in, in terms of the pandemic, being able to play all those games. Yeah, we, we definitely, you know, we're, we're in jeopardy, you know, several weeks that we didn't know. You know, we, we had to make that decision. Do you, do you go ahead and play? Uh, you know, one week we had five quarterbacks quarantined. <laughs> you know, do do you do you go ahead and try to play? Uh, you know, and you know, as we talked in the past, you know, we we wanted to see give some other guys some opportunities, even if we had to take the chance of losing. Uh, put some other guys in the, you know, in in those critical positions and see if they could perform. And they did, you know, even the games we lost, I mean, guys stepped up and played extremely well in positions that, you know, several of them are are starting now with those guys being back, you know, maybe at another position, but that let us know that they were ready. And I think it's made our team better. Do you think you guys are at an advantage with the way you run your offense with the weather turning cold? Obviously that's going to help a run heavy team like you guys. Do you think that's going to help you a lot? Like when you're in districts, cause even last night, it seems like you just kind of wore West Plains down. Yeah, we, we actually went to more of a run heavy offense for that, you know, for that fact, because we got into the playoffs and it would be snowing and, you know, raining. It's always rainy and cold or, and, and it's really, you know, the football gets extremely hard and your hands are cold and it's just really hard to catch a ball, you know, in the cold and, you know, especially for high school kids. So we, we thought, you know, as we transitioned to more of a run heavy offense, uh, we were also blessed with the outstanding offensive line. So you, you throw in, you know, Jack Roten and James Miller and Simon Nelson and, Mason Rogers and Drayton Hutchman and uh, some fantastic backs, and then you you have a lot of success because we we dominated the line of scrimmage and our backs just you know we we tell our backs to fight for four yards you know four yards is a positive play uh, so that's our mentality you know four yards in a cloud of dust uh, and fight for it and get it and let's keep getting first downs and. Uh, it does. It wears people down because people aren't used to, you know, we we had a 20, a 23 play drive last week, uh, a 17 play drive. And then we put put together. I like so we haven't finished statting yet, but we put together some, you know, multi multi double digit drives that they got to come up and tackle, you know, 15, 16 times. And it's it'll wear on you it wear on you mentally we we had that done to us a lot you know playing the web cities of the world you know it's it wears on you when you have to come up and make that many plays and they're okay with just four yards now what kind of weather do you like as a coach when you're on the sideline do you like the uh the cold like football weather where it's cold and rainy or are you more of a warm weather guy uh probably in between i i like uh you know not 
not having to wear really warm stuff, uh, but also, you know, kind of that fall 60s weather, you know, so so maybe lean a little more colder than, than warmer. You deal with a lot more cramping issues in the heat. <laughs> so it's it's one of those, you know, catch-22s. I feel like uh, cold weather, you have a lot less of that to worry about. Uh, but, you know, just the enjoyment of getting large crowds and things, if it's too cold, uh, you, you don't get quite as good of a crowd as you do when people can show up and it's not too bad. It's in the sixties or, you know, upper fifties. Now are you going to be able to have fans. I mean, you got a bye week this week and then you got a home playoff game. Are you going to be able to have fans at that game and be able to get like that district sort of atmosphere? Yeah, I think so I, I think we, you know, we've had a really good, really good crowds at our home games and, uh, you know, obviously the excitement's starting to grow even more, you know, with finishing seven and two and, you know, having a great, great first year in the Ozark Conference playing, you know, mostly class five and a class six school. So now we're, you know, solely going to play class fours. And, you know, right now we've beaten both class fours that we've played. So we're excited for that, you know, just uh a, get a game at home so our fans don't have to travel. You get a lot more restrictions on away games for travel, you know, as far as my fans being able to get into the game. So uh, we will enjoy this one and enjoy the opportunity to host host the district semifinal and then see where we land as far as, you know, the number one seed you know, you, you would think they would win, but, you know, if they win or don't, and uh, if they don't, then you host the district final. So that's that's exciting. Uh, but if not, we will plan on heading up to Jeff City and play the number one ranked team in the state. Well, Coach, looking forward to it. Enjoy the bye week. Enjoy a little bit of time off, even though I'm sure you'll spend it watching film or doing something because football coaches don't believe in taking very much time off, I've noticed. But looking forward to the game and Good luck, and we'll talk to you after the game. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. As you've seen every weekend, State Farm and football are the perfect match. That's another reason why State Farm agent Guyana Andrews has chosen to sponsor your Bolivar Football post-game recap podcast. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.